It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. This is Talk Radio Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley Brewer. Thank you very much indeed for your company. A real pleasure to have you uh, join me this morning. Um, I'm beginning to feel a little... You feel a bit like Christmas uh, on account of actually I am off for meals on Saturday. So um, you'll be free of me uh, for two whole weeks over the Christmas and New Year period. It's my penultimate show. Uh, but I'm delighted to be joined for my penultimate show. When I'm not I'm not in Christmas hat mode yet. Tomorrow, the Christmas hat uh, will be out and about. But um, I know because he's already posted a picture on Twitter this morning. Eric McElroy, my guest this morning, comedian and host of American Exchange podcast, is already in the Christmas spirit, sporting his hat as we speak. Good morning to you. Good morning. Merry Christmas, Julia. Very, very Merry Christmas. Um, Is it going to be a merry little Christmas at your place? Well, I have had a chat with the kids and um, the Christmas has to be shorter and smaller. So last night I cut two feet off the Christmas tree and... uh, (laughs) But job Just done. let them know. Job done. What do you make of uh, all this debate about uh, about Christmas Day? Because we, we, we had the announcement quite some weeks ago there would be this five-day break and the usual Grinches were saying, oh, this is an absolute disaster because, of course, everyone in Britain is completely stupid and everyone's going to suddenly, what is it, what's the phrase, tear the pants out of it, uh, as, uh, as Jonathan Van Tam says, and, and go crazy and breathe all over their elderly relatives as much as possible, which, of course, is not what people were planning to do. Um, but uh, now we're told, look, if you can... Um, keep it smaller, keep it shorter. But the law isn't going to change. That law, of course, passed by Parliament, a small point worth making. There's parliamentary scrutiny of that, not that it counts for much. Wales, however, actually changing the law to have a two-household rule and also then effectively go into lockdown. No boxing day sales. Pubs shutting at 6pm on on Christmas Day. And then that's it, folks. Um, But uh, And and Scotland advising only one day and and you mustn't stay overnight unless it's an emergency. The four constituent parts of the UK had agreed uh, rules. We were told yesterday afternoon they were, they were unanimously agreeing not to change the, the rules. And now they've all got completely different rules. I mean, is it a worry that gonna, people are going to be rather more confused? Or is it better, actually, that we have guidance rather than rules? Well, it is a mess, the fact that it took that long to explain exactly what's happening. Yeah, that's the a fair point. Basically, that's it's just like, what, what? Is it in? Are we out? Is it the hokey cokey Christmas? Um, I, I mean, I don't have any skin in the family game because both my wife and I are originally from America, but are here now. So we have, you know, purposely years ago moved thousands of miles away from our families. So uh, we don't have that concern. But I think <laughs> we love them. We love them from a distance. Um, but I do think that 
people do look to the government. They're going to make their decisions. People are adults, and that's going to happen. And I think the government had to say they were going to relax some restrictions because people would have just gone out anyway, and they couldn't. So they're trying to lead this. Badly. And this is the key point, isn't it? That Boris Johnson even actually let the cat out of the bag. He actually admitted, look, people are going to be doing this. This is about not encouraging a whole load of people who would normally be law-abiding citizens to, to be breaking the law. And also, once you break the restrictions, once well. You may as well break yeah. it a bit more, but keeping it controlled so people would meet with uh, family members. Like everyone I know, my family are complete sort of like, goodness me, this is all insane. Uh, but certainly we are being careful about the elder relatives, the older relatives, anyone over 70. We are being careful about them. They are being careful for themselves because we're not insane. I mean, we're not psychopaths. We actually understand the risk of this disease to older people. If Far lower risk. It is. It's a matter of fact, far lower risk to lower to younger people. 75% of people who have died uh, of this virus have died over the age of 70. It's, it's, it's that simple. So um, we've been very careful. And I know everyone who I know, my friends and family, they are having a very much a scaled down Christmas. I normally last weekend would have hosted 14 people for a big family Christmas. No, that's that's all cancelled. Couldn't do that. Um, that would be normally what we do in early, an early uh, event before lots of us to go away on holiday. Um, and, and, and all these things have been cancelled. I mean, that would have been illegal anyway. But I'm not sure we'd have gone ahead with it even if it wasn't legal, just because because of, uh, you know, concerns for the older relatives. Um but but this this is about it's about people being treated as adults and being treated as responsible, caring, loving family members who make sensible choices about how to keep themselves and their loved ones safe, surely, rather than having fingers wagged at them. But it's also about a government giving clear and consistent guidance because that's what they're there for. And if they're moving the goalposts all the time, it confuses people. Some people, you know, I mean, I suppose by now you've started to make your plans, but they start to tune into something like this and say, OK, what, what is the guidance? What should I do? I'll go look on the government websites. And when it's changing all the time between guidance and laws and other things, that's where it does get confusing. So you and I are, you know, we talk about this every day and look at this every day but for some people who are still trying to live their lives and then think okay what do I do now to protect my family and it's just a complete muddle um, yeah, it is a complete model. But again, even with you know the tier change for London earlier this week, we're supposed to have had the meeting, the review on Wednesday, and then London went into uh, a tier three as of midnight yesterday morning. Uh, but we were having the tier review announcement today. Manchester, we know we're going to talk to Andy Byrne and the, uh, the Greater Manchester Mayor uh, later in the show. Uh, they're very hopeful they're going to move to tier two. They, their infection rate was already going down before they were moved into tier three, to be honest with you. Um, other parts of the, uh, I mean, the whole swathes of north, north, northwest, north, northeast, Yorkshire and others are not uh, are not able to have their, um, their bars and restaurants and the hospitality open. But some hope there is going to be some movement. Also, uncoupling low uh, infection area places from the cities where there are hot spots, which would make sense. But there's also some fear that some more areas will move into tier three. I mean, this is not much Christmas cheer coming today, I fear. Yeah, I, I would imagine it's a terribly difficult decision because they know that there's likely to be, you know, a spike in cases after Christmas when people do relax. So do they let a little bit of steam out of that kettle before Christmas or do they try and hold it back and just keep us, you know, as, as much, uh, you know, contained as possible before this Christmas possible surge? So I, 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 mean, I, have, I have no idea. I would bet that they probably hold back a bit because they, they're worried about the rise in rates after yeah. Christmas. Except it's, it's a small point. I mean, again, everyone keeps saying, oh, Oh, there are so many more people in hospital now than there were a month ago. 
like every year. I mean, you can look at graphs. Like I've tweeted some graphs out. You actually have graphs showing every single year, no matter what's going on, uh, you always have a very sharp increase in people going into hospital uh, in December. Uh, and then you have an increase in deaths in January. That is very sadly what happens every year. And, and a lot of that is driven by people meeting up at Christmas, people pass infections. But also it is simply, it is the season, uh, sadly, uh, where, where, we, where we do see this every single year. It's almost to me, though, I mean, again, I'm, I'm someone who's taking taking precautions. I, I, I absolutely act to protect other people and to make sure my colleagues, you know, we, we, we stand far apart from each other. We've got uh, I say all the all the COVID restrictions in the office. We're very, very safe and secure. Um, but I just find it extraordinary that, that, that people think that Christmas, and lots of the sage advisors seem to think that Christmas is just another day. And they'll say, oh, well, you know, the, what about other religious festivals? There weren't really, there weren't uh, freedoms for those. And it's someone, there's someone from Sage quoted yesterday saying, look, it's, it's just a day to eat turkey it's nothing more than that these events aren't aren't just a day to eat turkey and and it is a national public holiday because we are historically constitutionally still a christian country i'm an atheist i still celebrate christmas most of my friends who are jewish who are seeking to also celebrate christmas it's a national holiday it's a really important day for people to to make an effort to see family to 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 appreciate their family members their loved ones it it is more than just getting round a table and eating quality sweets and turkey, isn't it? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, we we are having ham this year, but regardless of that, uh, <laughs> had our, we, had a, we had a little turkey at Thanksgiving, but we celebrated that ironically yeah. this year. Um, I, I, I agree with you. It is a really important day. It is, it is more of a national holiday in some ways. I mean, it is a religious holiday for many, many people, but obviously it's a national holiday uh, as well. I think that the thing is, is that we're, we're getting so close with the vaccine that I know if my family did live close by, that I'd be looking at yeah. the fact that we're going to delay this Christmas a little bit because we've waited so long and tried so hard and celebrated a little bit later when we can all know that everybody will be perfectly safe. And that's oh, oh waiting to be perfect. We're never going to be perfectly safe. Well, we're going to have this virus. Course. No, but I agree with you in terms of, look, hey, guys, you know, if we've got the end in sight. Now, this is the worry. Yesterday, while we were on air, just before 10 o'clock, uh, after, after I was told by a cabinet minister that we didn't have the actual figures yet uh, for how many people had had the vaccine, we were told that just under 138,000 people had had the vaccine in the first week over seven days. This is by Nadim Sahawi, the uh, vaccine minister. Uh, that's in the first week. Now, OK, we know it's, it's in hospitals. It's not only just been rolled out into GP surgeries this week, and then we're going to have sort of mass vaccination program. Also, we know once we've got the, fingers crossed very soon, the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine, which doesn't have to have that cold storage chain, that will be much easier to roll out. However, I think a lot of people are saying, well, hold on a minute. You've got 800,000 doses of this. And I, and I put this to a cabinet minister yesterday, 800,000 doses. I would have expected, frankly, best part of 800,000 doses to be handed out in the first week. I don't understand why it isn't quite literally a military operation. Yep, and you would have thought that they would have had a plan in place to roll it out as soon as it you came would out have so that we wouldn't have these delays. But, you know, I'm just a comedian. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, they, they admitted yesterday there's an IT failure as well because their GPs are having to record who's having the vaccine by paper and pencil, kid you not, <laughs> rather than because there was a glitch in their app. For, I mean, you just... It's so painful. Um, just finally, uh, before we go to a break, let me ask you about uh, Brexit. Narrow path to a deal is what Ursula von der Leyen had to say in a completely empty uh, European Union uh, Parliament chamber yesterday. Um, do you think we are going to have a deal realistically by the weekend, maybe? 
I mean, I don't know. It's a roller coaster. I don't know if I want to be on anymore. But um, I suppose <laughs> you never wanted to be on it at all. To be well, I didn't fair. want to be on it anymore. But I mean, the drama of it of will she or won't she? I mean, this is worse than Ross and Rachel and Friends. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I would assume something is going to happen. You would hope that Eric they do. We were on a break. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we always say that, Julia. We are actually going to be on a break now because up next we are going to have a quick look at the front pages. I have to say, one of the front pages is absolutely foul today. I mean, absolutely one of the foulest front pages I've seen in a long time. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.